Introducing Christianity to Mormons, a new book by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson and published by Harvest House Publishers is a resource that will help you share your faith with Latter-day Saint friends and loved ones. Order your copy of Introducing Christianity to Mormons at mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Would thinner gold plates make for lighter gold plates? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. A while back, I was asked to make a video regarding the story of the gold plates and how Joseph Smith allegedly retrieved them from the stone box, put them in a hollow log, and then carried them home for about a distance of three miles, according to his mother. And the point of the presentation that I gave was to show that the details in this story just are not plausible. In fact, the name of the video, if you'd like to see it, it's on the God Loves Mormons website. The title of the video is The Gold Plates, Is Joseph Smith's Story Possible? Not long after that video was posted, naturally, there were a lot of comments that were left by many, I would assume, very faithful Latter-day Saints trying to show that my argumentation was flawed. We did several shows responding to some of those comments that were there, and we decided to go back and see what new comments were posted and then respond to some of them as well. Eric, I guess I really wasn't hoping to hear new arguments that I've never heard, and I say that because I've been doing this for so long. I think I've probably heard about every argument you can imagine. Some of them are somewhat thoughtful in their presentation. Some of them are eh, not so much. But I thought there might be some new ones here, but I'm finding that, no, they're really the same old arguments, just worded a little bit differently. But still, I think they're important to look at. And if for nothing else, just to show the thinking process of a lot of Latter-day Saints, as well as to show by their responses how important this is to them and why my presentation bothers so many of them. So we're going to continue looking at some of the comments that were made. The gold plates, is Joseph Smith's story possible? This is by Newt Seven, and he wrote on the website, the gold plates would have been about 40 pounds because they would be thinner than sheet metal and made of not quote-unquote pure gold, but a quote-unquote gold alloy. I heard this argument before from someone else who uh, but did the research. So yeah, they would have been heavy, but again, most likely not 100% pure gold, but alloy, but not 100 to 200 pounds, like people that don't know might say. An actual example of other golden plates from the Middle East were found from similar size and weight. Also, forces of dark can influence men to attack, but thieves can't always outsmart someone on a mission from God. Anyway, food for thought. I'm not real sure what that next to last sentence meant. Also, forces of dark can influence men to attack. Uh, is that a, is he implying that somehow the forces of darkness have attached to me, and that's why I'm attacking in his view, attacking the story of the gold plates? 
regardless of, of his argument there, notice the, the first line, though. The gold plates would have been about 40 pounds, and then in parentheses, because they would be thinner than sheet metal. Now, I, I've heard Latter-day Saints use this argument, and here's one right here, using that very argument, as, as if the plates were thin, they wouldn't be as heavy if the plates were thicker. But think through this, folks. If the plates are very thin, gold being as dense as it is and as pliable as it is, you just took away the gap theory that we talked about earlier in the week. Remember, they say, well, the plates weren't perfectly flat. They would have an air gap in between, and that would make the plates lighter. Well, if you're going to make the plates thinner, you just got rid of that argument. Because now it seems to be much easier to argue that the plates would have flattened out, at least at the bottom, as you mentioned in one show. And so that weight that you think you're saving is just put right back in again. Well, if it's going to be six by eight by six, does it really matter how thin the plates are? Because, okay, they're thinner and we have twice as many plates, perhaps, but you still have the same dimension. That's the problem. Joseph Smith gave us the dimensions. He said the plates were six inches by eight inches by six inches deep. So he gives us the numbers that we are working with. This is how we come to the conclusion that the plates were 200 pounds because a cubic foot of gold weighs 1,200 pounds, and this is one-sixth of a cubic foot based on the measurements that Joseph Smith gives us, which gets us to the 200-pound weight. Now, Latter-day Saints will admit that if the plates were indeed made of gold, as the angels said, that plates that size would weigh 200 pounds. But they also know that 200-pound plates would be impossible to carry or jump over logs or do any of the stunts that Joseph Smith supposedly did. On Monday's show, we talked about how the miracle idea is taken away so easily. But here, these Latter-day Saints aren't using the miracle idea. Rather, they're saying, well, somehow we got to make the plates less. Now, let me ask you this question, Bill. What is heavier, a pound of feathers or a pound of lead? I would argue that they probably weigh the same. And that's a trick question that we got in grade school, didn't we? But, I mean, so thin plates, thick plates, uh, doesn't really matter. They're the same dimensions, and so I think... Newt Seven's argument is for not. Let me give you another one from Robert Wynn, and he wrote, What McKeever fails to mention is that gold is the only element that can be pressed into sheets one molecule thick. One ounce of gold can be pressed into a sheet that can cover a football field. My response to that would be, a bit tongue-in-cheek you might say, but are we also to assume that one ounce of gold would also fit a space of six inches by eight inches by six inches deep? No, of course not. So what does it matter that you can take gold and spread it out very widely? It doesn't matter because Joseph Smith gave us the measurements. And this question here, or this statement here by Robert Wynn, seems to ignore the fact that Joseph Smith gave us measurements from which we can work. I'm not failing to mention that gold is the only element that can be pressed into sheets one molecule thick. I don't raise that argument because it's irrelevant. It doesn't fit the facts that we have in this story. 
Michelle H. writes on YouTube, the nine men that testified they had each handled and lifted the plates estimated the weight between 40 and 60 pounds. Testimony of the eight witnesses plus Joseph Smith. Unless you have lifted them yourself, you aren't qualified to present yourself as an expert on the plates or their weight. Well, then she wouldn't be either, would she? Because she didn't lift the plates. But can we not be experts, Michelle, on how much gold would weigh if given a distinct size? And going back to what Joseph Smith said, six inches by eight inches by six inches deep. We can be an expert in that. You don't even have to go to school for that. But we can somewhat be an expert in knowing how much that weighs. So to say because I didn't lift the plates means that I can't even raise an objection is really kind of silly because I'm going by the testimonies of those who claim they did. Now, there's controversy even in those stories because we find that when you look at a lot of the testimonies of these 11 men, there were not nine men, as she says, there were 11. There were three witnesses, and then there were another eight witnesses. Eight and three, of course, makes 11. When you look at the story of how they saw the plates, this is where we run into some more difficulties, because while most Latter-day Saints would want to believe that they were able to lift tangible plates, the way the story is told is that, for instance, in the case of the three witnesses, they saw the plates in a vision, and that changes everything. Because if they saw the plates in a vision— How can you argue that the witnesses estimated the plates weighed between 40 and 60 pounds? Are we really going to this extreme that visionary plates have weight between 40 and 60 pounds? See, that starts to get absurd. If they were seen in vision, you would think there would be no weight whatsoever. It's a vision. It's not tangible. But yet we are told that that's exactly how they saw the plates. And I think I want to spend the time to go back to the history of the church. This is the documentary history of the church, the blue-covered volumes. In volume one, page 54, It talks about how Joseph Smith went out into the woods with Martin Harris and David Whitmer and Oliver Cowdery because they were going to be allowed to see the plates. By fervent and humble prayer, the promise of seeing the plates. Why would you need to have fervent and humble prayer to see physical, tangible plates? Now, the men go out to pray— And nothing happens. And Martin Harris thinks that he's the reason. So he withdraws himself from the rest of the group, and he goes off into the woods away from them. And so then these men that are left, Joseph Smith, Oliver Cowdery, and David Whitmer, after Harris accordingly withdraw from us, he said, We knelt down again and had not been many minutes engaged in prayer when presently we beheld a light above us in the air of exceeding brightness, and behold, an angel stood before us. In his hands he held the plates which we had been praying for these to have a view of. You had to pray in order to see physical plates? You can understand why I'm having difficulty with this. Now, Smith leaves the group. 
according to page 55 of Volume 1, History of the Church, I now left David and Oliver, Smith says, and went in pursuit of Martin Harris, whom I found at a considerable distance, fervently engaged in prayer. He soon told me, however, that he had not yet prevailed with the Lord and earnestly requested me to join him in prayer, that he might also realize the same blessings which we had just received." We accordingly joined in prayer and ultimately obtained our desires for before we had yet finished, the same vision was open to our view. At least it was again open to me. The same vision. The question I like to ask at this point, this is taking place in Fayette, New York, where Joseph Smith was translating the Book of Mormon. He was getting towards the end of the translation, and this is when he felt that God was going to allow these men to see the plates. He was translating the plates in the Peter Whitmer home, a log cabin at that time. Why do they have to go out into the woods to see the plates? When he's been translating the plates in the Peter Whitmer cabin, why didn't they just go upstairs to the room where Joseph Smith was doing the translation and see the plates there? Why do they go out into the woods? Why do they have to pray? It seems like they just could have climbed some stairs and seen them on the table where Joseph Smith was doing the translating. If you're a Latter-day Saint, you really need to do some research on this. You need to go see Bill's video. Go onto our website, mrm.org, type in gold plates. You're going to get a half dozen articles, including the gold plates apologetic, the most concise presentation written by Bill. You'll get another article called Problems with the Gold Plates in the Book of Mormon. Where are the gold plates now? Somebody asked that question in, on the YouTube. Well, the angels supposedly took them back. And then did the 11 witnesses actually see the gold plates? Everything you just talked about right now is in that article. So go onto our website, mrm.org, type in gold plates, do your own research. And by the way, the video is attached to all of those articles. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.